It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, it's a third straight loss for Ottawa. We'll wrap up that 3-2 defeat to the New York Islanders that cost them more than just on the scoreboard. And the road trip will continue where the Sens will meet Eric Carlson and the Pittsburgh Penguins. That still doesn't sound right. It sounds awful, but we'll have a preview of that game. And more information has surfaced on Shane Pinto's 41-game suspension for violating the league's gambling policy. That's all coming up on a Friday edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 904 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow Locked On Senators on social media at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, a subscription, and a comment go a long way to helping the show grow. Today's comment, what is the panic level heading into Saturday at Pittsburgh? Pittsburgh's been a house of horrors to Ottawa over the years. The Sens are losers of three in a row, and it feels like rumors are running rampant all over the organization. Today's episode is brought to you by the Sleeper app. Download the Sleeper app and use code LOCKEDONNHL to get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today is Friday, October 27th. And Pilsy, it's one thing to lose on the scoreboard. It's another thing to see one of your teammates or the player on a team you root for down waiting for the stretcher. And that's what the Senators had to deal with or overcome or go through tonight when Eric Brandstrom took a thunderous hit from Cal Clutterbuck in the second period. Yeah, definitely a tough scene to watch. I mean, uh, unfortunately, Branny is a smaller guy. He gets into situations like this where he gets rocked pretty hard. Uh, and the worst part about it is it's his head that kind of whiplashes and hits the ice, and I'm sure that caused um, a concussion whatever uh, injury they're going to chalk this up as, but definitely something that could end up being serious. And at least the updates sound like uh, things maybe aren't um, kind of dire straits here. So that's good for Branny, but uh, we're hoping for the best for him because that's a tough play to be a part of and for everyone to kind of have to battle back and finish the rest of this game here. And for both sides, Jean-Gabriel Pajot was in the TSN um, channel and he got to play briefly with... uh, with Eric Brandstrom during his initial stint with Ottawa when he was 19-20. Not that that really t- makes it any different than a Cal Clutterbuck, who was the reason why the, the hit happened. It wasn't malicious. I don't think it was dirty. It was actually very reminiscent of the Debrinket hit that Ridley Gregg threw on him. It was just a hard hit into the boards, and it, he landed awfully. And, you know, it, it just – that might not even be a word. Awfully? Yeah. Yeah, it can be. 
But anyways, it, it just sucks um, to see Eric Brandstrom down. And then like when his leg or arm started like twitching almost, it, he looked like he was in some kind of world of pain. And uh, the good news, though, he's moving his extremities. You could see Travis Hamannick talking to him as he was being, uh, you know, starting to move off the ice in the stretcher. So good to see he's alert. He's moving all of his extremities. We are hoping and praying that it's a full recovery and speedy one for no other reason than to see Eric Branstrom be back at a hundred percent. So we're thinking about him. No update yet. We are recording this one pretty much right after the postcast. If you missed that, go check it out. Our immediate reaction to the game. We're going to do a game day preview in this one, but the senators don't skate until 1 PM on Friday. So we'll have an update for you at send central. As soon as it's made available, all we can tell you is that Eric Branstrom is staying overnight at the hospital in on Long Island and uh, and we'll get you an update whenever we can. It's a horrible situation. Injuries are the worst part of hockey and uh, the Sens are going to have to go through it right now. Artem Zub not going to be there on Saturday. Eric Branstrom's not going to be there on Saturday. Pilsy, how can this Sens decor respond in what is an extremely important game? I mean, the top three guys, and by that I mean Jake Sanderson, Jacob Chikrin, and Thomas Shabbat have to be at their best games they have to be the leaders of that back end and because no matter like you got jbd a, a young defenseman that you know hasn't really been able to find his way in the nhl then they're gonna have to call up uh someone else and i i, I should put travis hamnick in that group as well that's my bad for missing him. so the top four guys are gonna have to really lead the way here especially hamnick as a veteran definitely don't want to omit him from that so it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Like this, the adversity that this team has had to face through seven games of the regular season is insane, and it's not gonna get any easier here. Here are the options for the Ottawa Senators, and we are still working our way through covering a team that's around the cap and implications for call ups. It's it's different than we've ever seen, Pilsy. Yeah, and right now. The Senators, there's a possibility they have to play a man short again with an emergency recall. I'm not sure if that qualifies. The other option, and obviously this is worst case scenario, is if Eric Branstrom goes right on to the long-term injured reserve. In that case, they could call up anybody, but you think about the person first, and Eric Branstrom would miss the both games back in his home country, Sweden, that are coming up in two weeks. And that would all that would guarantee it because you have to miss at least 10 games in 24 days. So hopefully Eric Branstrom is back sooner rather than later. But at the same time, hopefully he's back when he's ready, right? Because these head injuries are, are nothing to play around with. So uh, I'd rather err on the side of caution. And it's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate if he can't play over in Sweden. I'm sure it's something he had circled on the calendar, but health comes first. And um, it also might be the only way the Sens can dress a full roster tomorrow night or sorry. Well, tomorrow night you're listening to this on Friday. So yeah, just an awful situation all around Pilsy. If it is an emergency call up, they'll be limited just like they were when they called up JBD to a players making below $850,000. So you're basically getting Jacob Larson or Dylan Hetherington, or if you want a righty Max Gannett as well. So those, those would pretty much be the options for a call up right now. Yeah, and I think uh, either way, Ross, those will probably be the the top candidates anyways. I know people are clamoring for Tyler Clevin, but I think the Sens are going to take the patient approach here and let Clevin have some time in the AHL. So 
If I had to guess, Ross, I think we're probably going to see Jacob Larson coming up. Well, we'll find out sooner rather than later. The Sens have a Saturday night game in Pittsburgh, and we'll see what the lineup looks like for the Senators. We do, though, have the Pittsburgh Penguins expected lineup. The Penguins beating up on the Colorado Avalanche for nothing on Thursday night. So they're going to be feeling good, Pilsy, going into this game at home against a team they've had success with. I'm sure Eric Carlson will have some money on the board as well. So it's going to be an exciting atmosphere on Saturday night. And uh, I've got some interesting comments from my locked-on player that we'll get to at the end of the show. But if you want to put a bow on this 3-2 loss to the New York Islanders, like to me, I just sum it up as, as getting goalied. I hate simplifying it that much. And we went into greater detail in the postcast, but when a goalie makes 45 or more saves, you kind of have to tip your hat. And that's why I cut you off this morning when you're like, oh, Sorokin's numbers aren't that good this year. He's too good of a goalie to have that bad of a save percentage. He's he's incredible. He really is. I mean, Ross, that was mostly me, fingers crossed, like, oh, maybe he won't goalie the Sens, but of course I knew deep down he probably would. Uh, so that stuff, yeah, I, honestly, that that is the key to all this. Sorokin played really well. Uh, I guess another key is the power play going one for eight. There was no shortage of opportunities for this team to get on the board. And when you have the talent that they have on both power play units, there's no excuse not to be able to capitalize more than that. Like, what's up with that, dude? I mean, again, Sorokin plays a big role in the centers not being able to score on the power play, but still. But they're like, they are leaving so many goals on the table by not by not bearing down and taking advantage. They're drawing penalties so well, Pilsy. Like, that's that's a skill in itself, getting into the right spots. And a lot of these have been stick infractions, trips, hooks, you name it. But Ottawa just hasn't been able to take advantage enough. And that's why I was laughing on the postcast, because it's like they've scored a power play goal in four straight games, yet I have no confidence in the power play. It almost seems strange, but they're giving themselves opportunities. You just got to get those to go, and that's how you can break open games. Yeah, that's the that's thing. And the Senators, we talked about in the offseason, this is a team that's likely designed the best way set up for success is to outscore your problems. And they have not been able to outscore their problems. No, they have not. So what's next this weekend? We'll talk about that at the end of the today's show. And we're also up next going to clarify the latest on the Shane Pinto situation. That's all next. You're listening to Locked on Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor. New sponsor alert, Ross. Hit hit the bell. Boom. New sponsor, Parkview Advance. Guys, as a business owner, you realize there are times when receivables might fall behind. But that doesn't mean you need to fall behind on vendor payments, payroll, or rent. For more than 25 years, Parkview Advance has helped businesses secure working capital. From $5,000 to $1.5 million dollars, Parkview Advance can approve your working capital in as little as 24 hours. It's a much easier process than you might imagine. We invite the many entrepreneurs that are locked on Senators fans to learn more by calling 203-675-0071 or head to parkviewadvance.com. If your business needs working capital, call Parkview Advance today. Parkview Advance. 
helping businesses with their working capital, go to parkviewadvance.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Jace Medical. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world, and it's important to be prepared. These can lead to supply chain shortages for medications or the inability to get medications in a timely matter. So go to Jace Medical. They're now offering customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medical. So the Jace case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is by filling out a form and in some cases, jumping on a call with one of our board-certified physicians. Get ongoing care from our physicians on any treatment-related questions. They're doctor-recommended. They're doctor-created. So don't be caught unprepared. Get the Jace case. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they've added other options to the Jace case. So go get the Jace case. Be prepared. Go to jacemedical.com and use code Locked On at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code Locked On at jacemedical.com. J-A-S-E medical.com. All right, Pilsy, it is a Friday. It's the end of a stressful week. The Senators have lost three games since last Saturday. They've lost one of their up-and-coming players who we were waiting hand over fist. And it sounds, I believe it was Bruce Garriock that reported, like they were closing in on a contract, as was predicted when Shane Pinto arrived in Ottawa right before the home opener. He's in town. He's skating. He can't be uh, out too much longer. Yeah, it was a two-year deal around $2.2 million. It sounds like it was getting close. And now all offers have been rescinded off the table except for the, the qualifying offer. So $900,000. And you got to think they're going to wait till January, till the very end of the suspension to sign them to a contract. Bruce Garriock, I thought, was very negative, uh, shining the light on it, second intermission, saying he might have to, like, work to get his career back on track. I know it's a, a dumb mistake to get himself in and clearly he's taking responsibility. Shane Pinto is by, you know, and it sounds like the NHLPA negotiated on his behalf. This could have been a bigger suspension, but Pilsy, I think Bruce needs to understand this is a pretty good player. Like it, it, I do believe he'll start in Belleville, which is uh, tough news for me saying that the NODAC pipeline goes straight to Ottawa with no stops <laughs> in Belleville with Jake Sanderson and Shane Pinto. Never we'll call it a conditioning stint. But he's going to go down there, and he's going to be the best player, I believe, in the first game, the second game, the third game, and then he's never going to play down there again. He's still a very, very good hockey player, one that I have confidence will be an everyday top-end, third-line center, a guy who at his peak will be a top-six guy who can play up and shoot the puck and get goals and have that two-way game. So all that said, Pilsy, it's going to be a long road back for Shane Pinto. Um, what'd you what'd you make of Elliot Friedman's latest article? Yeah, I thought I thought the updates were interesting, especially uh, we're kind of figuring out that it was so confusing to nail down exactly what he did, and and that's because um, it seems like the bet was a or bets were proxy bets, so done through another another person not necessarily directly Shane Pinto doing it or another person another account something like that uh, where he's kind of giving info or, or having someone place bets on his behalf that's kind of what I understood from it Ross 
you can correct me if I, if I'm off base there, but that's kind of what I got uh, from the updates here. And yeah, I don't think uh, we're at the point where Shane Pinto's worried about his career as a whole. I think maybe that's too far because this is a young player that is very talented. And as far as the, you know, the punishment or the severity of his crime. I don't think it's at a point where he's not going to get a second chance here. I think for sure he will get a second chance. And Elliot Friedman mentioned that uh, a big reason this is all kind of where it's at with the team and the player and the team showing support for Shane is they're both, at least Shane and his camp, I think are appreciative that the Sens didn't blow this up and make it look a lot worse than it very well could have been. So, I really think, Ross, we're going to see Shane Pinto accept a qualifying offer in the middle of January. Yes, and he can return January 21st. The Senators will be in Philadelphia, and they'll still have 40 games left to figure out a way to sneak into the playoffs. 41 games, I should say, left to sneak in to the playoffs. But right now, it's looking pretty bleak. Three losses in a row. They're in Pittsburgh tomorrow night, 7 o'clock start. And join us after the game. For the post cast. Really fun always to be in the post cast there. So, Pilsy, yes, the victory. Let's get to those right away before we get to the lineups that the Senators are likely to face with the Pittsburgh Penguins. All right. Uh, a key to victory for me, Ross, is I was looking at this Pittsburgh Penguins lineup, which again, we will get to later on in the show, but. I really noticed like th- this is a top heavy team. Uh, the bottom six, there's not a lot of oomph back there. The the fourth line, in fact, all three guys have a combined zero points. So not a lot of points being uh, produced on that bottom line for the Pittsburgh Penguins. I really think whichever line you want to call your third line, Ross, whether that's Kubelik, Norris, and Batheson or uh, Joseph, Greg, Tarasenko, that's the line I really want to dominate and uh, take advantage of a uh, less depth on a Pittsburgh Penguins team since they have so many high-end players they're paying big bucks to. So that's going to be my key to victory, Ross, is win the battle of the bottom six. I'll work our way up to our team one, which is number one, but mine is find a killer instinct. We talked about the power play. They've been able to score, but not enough considering the amount of chances they're getting. So how can they bear down and get things done? They hit a few posts tonight. They got goalied, but there's no excuse on Saturday to, to allow Tristan Jari or Magnus Helberg sends abroad. Don't make me get the goalies. The oh, four goalie stat out, Pilsy. Don't make me. Uh, but all jokes aside, the Sens need to find a killer instinct to put the Penguins away. Don't even let them hang around. Be out there. Be a pesky road team. Be physical. You mentioned win the battle of the bottom six, but the Penguins have a clear hierarchy. They've got their top end guys, the Crosbys, the Carlsons, the Malkins, the Latangs. They're offensively talented. Limit them as best you can. And that's where those big three, and I know you added Hamannick. I'm not even saying him. I'm just going with Chikrin, Shabbat, Sanderson. Need to be good in their own end they need to be good and the team needs to play defense as a five-man unit they can't be like there's too many high iq players on the penguins to get away with poor defensive zone coverage they will tear you apart and they'll uh they'll they'll take advantage of that so i hope that the senators are able to limit the offensive output from the stars in pittsburgh 
Well, and Ross, especially like you and I know this better than anyone, like Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, when they see the Senators on their upcoming schedule, they are licking their chops. They're like, I, I could have a two, three, four point night here. Like they just absolutely feast on the Ottawa Senators. So especially for our number one key to victory is limit Crosby and Malkin because they are just, they have consistently been able to dominate the Sens, and I'm sick of it. Let us know in the comments what your keys to victory are for the Senators to finally snap this three-game losing streak. They got a, a loss, then three wins, then three losses. Let's get a win. Why yeah, not? mix in a win, actually. Good call. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a really, really good idea. So I want to hear from all the citizens how that's going to happen. If you're listening, wherever you get your podcast, you can also subscribe on YouTube. The comments go a long way to helping the show grow. If you listen, if you're having a great weekend, enjoy. But coming up next, we've got line combos and locked on players for the Senators up against the Penguins. You're listening to Locked On Sends. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Sleeper. Guys, the Sleeper Daily Fantasy app, only available for U.S. listeners for now. We're working on getting in north of the border, but you can win 100 times your money playing Daily Fantasy Hockey on the Sleeper app. There's so many different possible scenarios, and if you want a chance to win big, you got to get in with Sleeper, the official Daily Fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network. It's our top choice for fantasy sports, especially hockey. With Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. Uh, I love Sleeper because the entries can be made quickly in under a minute. So you're rushing back home from work or taking the dog out and you want to get those picks in. Don't worry. You need 60 seconds or less. I love the group chat. You can talk smack. And with studs like Brady Kachuk, Claude Giroux, Jake Sanderson, Drake Batherson, among many more, all you need to do is pick the stars that you want to get. Goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more. You heard me, Sens fans. 100 times payouts on Sleeper. So start paying attention and get your picks right. You could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDONNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. That's LOCKEDONNHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. Visit the Glebe Central Pub at 779 Bank Street and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. Head there tomorrow to watch the game. They've also got great live music coming up at the Glebe Central Pub. You can head over to their website, glebecentralpub.com, and find out when all their great events are taking place. They've got quiz night, wing night, dart tournaments, open mics. They have all sorts of great events at the Glebe Central Pub. The live music calendar, November 4th, November 11th, November 18th, and November 25th. I haven't even gotten to the Sens bus. The Glebe Central Pub will take you to and from the CTC right back to the GCP leaving an hour and tw- uh, 15 minutes before the game, and their full list is available online. They do have buses running for next Thursday against LA, next Saturday against Tampa, November 9th against Vancouver, and the 11th against Calgary. So go get your tickets. Get on the Glebe Central Pub bus. Best way to go to and from the game, and make sure you let our friends know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, Pilsy, game day tomorrow against the Pittsburgh Penguins. It's going to be the first time that Eric Carlson faces off against the Senators in regular season play as a member 
yeah. of the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, if I had to make you guess, what are Eric Carlson's career statistics against the Ottawa Senators in seven games? I was going to say, got to be less than 10 games. Uh, I'm going to say six points. Five assists. Ooh. No goals. Close. Close. So still looking for his first goal, but has five points in seven games, minus four, averages 23 minutes and 10 seconds, also has 23 shots in seven games. So he's firing the biscuit, Oh yeah, not able to put the puck in the net. So uh, Eric Carlson obviously will be a player to watch for. Um, I'll just take him as my lookout player. Uh, yeah, one, I know where Eric Carlson is. That guy's created so many magical moments in, uh, in, an, in well, I was going to say that building. I guess he sprung... Bobby Ryan a bit for that uh, that that overtime winner, but in the in Pittsburgh in that playoff run game one, but uh, unfortunately they couldn't get over the hump in game seven. But uh, whenever Eric Carlson's out there against the Sens, I'll be I'll be looking out for him. Yeah, that's definitely a good one. Number sixty five is always someone that I'm looking out for. Uh, I'm going to go with another newcomer for the Pittsburgh Penguins, Ross. I'm going to go with Riley Smith. He's got four goals and two assists, six points in seven games. Uh, team high, plus three, tied with uh, Marcus Pedersen. But that was a guy, when they made that pickup in the summer, I was like, he's going to be a perfect fit on this Pittsburgh Penguins team. Fresh off a of Stanley Cup with the Vegas Golden Knights. You know that's one of the guys, one of the original misfits that Vegas did not want to lose. But in the salary cap world, when you win a cup, you can't keep everyone around. That is just inevitable, typically. So Riley Smith is going to be a guy I'm looking out for. Well, the Pittsburgh Penguins are three and four on the season, so they're still below 500. Even though that's a huge win Thursday against Colorado, we've got our lookout players. Well, how about the lines? Subject to change, of course, but it goes as follows: Sidney Crosby in between Jake Gensel and Brian Rust. Evgeny Malkin between Riley Smith and Ricard Raquel. Lars Eller between O'Connor and Redeem Zahorna. And the fourth line, Nola Chari with Matt Nieto and Jeff Carter on defense. The perfect yin-yang. Ryan Graves with Chris Letang. you got Marcus Pedersen with Eric Carlson. And you've got Shea with Chad Ruwil. We are unsure, but we're thinking it's probably going to be Tristan Jari in goal. We know Alex Nedeljkovic is out, so that means Magnus Helberg has been called up and will likely serve as the backup for the Penguins. So there you have it when it comes to the Pittsburgh Penguins lines. Now for the Ottawa Senators, we're very unsure. We saw a big mix on Thursday. Uh, we saw a lot of Kachuk on left wing with Norris and Batherson. I wouldn't mind seeing more of that. But instead of going through potential Sens lineups, because practice is at 1 o'clock on Friday, and we don't know what the situation is with either a replacement or what for Eric Brandstrom, we're going to hold off on that and just give you our locked-on players to watch for Saturday. Pilsy, why for you is it Thomas Shabbat? Well, we mentioned the importance of the big guys on the back end uh, that's going to have to happen here with no branding, no zoom, and possibly playing with a man down. And look, if you're Thomas Shabbat, this is a guy that's had to shoulder the entire weight and responsibility of the decor for almost his entire career. And now in a quick span of, I don't know, six, six months or, or maybe a little bit more, eight months, he's seen uh, Jake Sanderson and Jacob Chikrin take a lot of that weight and responsibility. And I was hoping that that would really help Thomas Shabbat flourish. But 
That hasn't really been the case so far. Now, mind you, he's playing his offside. That's tough, uh, something he's going to have to adapt to. But I really want to see Thomas Shabbat step up here and show his old teammate, Eric Carlson, who he was supposed to be under tutelage with for a long time. I want him to show that, hey, he can hang with the big boys here too. I want Shabbat to have a good game in front of Carlson. Yeah, I like that. I like that for uh, Thomas Shabbat. We even asked him, you know what I mean? When, uh, or do you remember that when we asked Thomas Shabbat that those first couple of games with those photos of those yeah. two together when Shabbat was still a junior level player and getting the opportunity to learn from Eric Carlson? I'm going to go with Tim Stutzla because I, I frankly just haven't loved his game. So many offensive zone turnovers. A lot of them have led for chances the other way. I'd like to see him. Uh, give himself a little more confidence rather than always go to the iPad and just like, Oh, what's wrong? What's wrong? The frustration is palpable with uh, Tim Stutzler right now. And I think once he gets one, I'm, I'm hopeful at least that the, uh, the flow will come after that, that he'll be able to pot two, three, four in a uh, short matter of time, because it's got to be frustrating for him. Pilsy. I can only imagine this guy's paid to score goals. He's getting the big paychecks now as well. And, uh, they just haven't been going in for him. And I know it's funny to say when he has seven points in six games, but one of them was an empty net goal. So he's only scored one goal on a goalie through seven games. And I mean, he still battled. He still, you know, earned that empty net or it was an, a hustle play in that Tampa game, I believe. Yep. But still, you need to see more from Timmy superstar. You got to earn being a superstar and it's difficult to do it every single night, but that's the standard when you want to go up against the best in the league. And another reason why I'm choosing Tim Stutzla is because there's no hiding when you're a top six guy going up against the Pittsburgh Penguins. I hope he goes head to head with Sidney Crosby. And I hope he stutter steps him like he did last year when he scored that sick goal in Pittsburgh, a five, four overtime win that was. And Timmy's got to get going here in all facets of his game, not just in, in terms of, you know, empty calorie points. Like I'll give his assist tonight, but I want to see him take over games, and I hope he does that. Why do we have Drake Batherson for the Citizens? Well, I, Drake Batherson, this is a guy that I mentioned. I think that if if you're calling the Norris Kubelik Batherson line the third line, I need them to be dominant and really show that they can provide some offense for this bottom six here up against a weaker bottom six in Pittsburgh. So Drake Batherson needs to have a big game here. He hasn't been able to pop off yet. I want to see him get, uh, I mean, he did have that power play assist with uh, Norris uh, up against Buffalo, but I, I want to see him do a better job defensively. I think that's that's the thing we need from Jake Batson. He used to be that two-way guy, not so much anymore. So I want to see a better job defensively, and I want to see him be the driver on that line. And he has the skill to do it. That's what's He can do it, yep. That's what's frustrating, Pilsy. It's driving me nuts. Three straight losses. I need more from a lot of players. It sucks. it sucks. But as a goalie-friendly show, man, both Eunice Corpusal and Elias Sorokin put on a show on Thursday night. I thought they were both spectacular. Uh, let me ask you this then. Uh, after Corpusalo has a pretty good game uh, by all accounts, do you go give him the nod up against Pittsburgh, or are you going back to Forzy? I'm going to go with Corpusalo. Nice. Me too. Yeah. I mean, he fit, he felt good against Pittsburgh out in Halifax, right? He got that 40 save shutout. True. And you just need consistency in goal. And we've gone over every single goal that's been been allowed. And there's been a lot of them, but 
A lot of them are tips. A lot of them are defensive zone breakdowns. The first goal on Thursday, Bo Horvat's goal, nobody is clearing the front of the net. He's literally standing all alone. Like It's not just on the goalies, but you do want one of them to kind of grab the bull by the horns here for a stretch and say, hey, let me let me get us out of this this losing skid, and I'm going to go with Corpus Allo. They just paid him to do it, so go out and do it. But uh, I think either way, right? You've got you've got two games. I believe is it back to back? I believe it's next week. Uh, it's a, no, it's Thursday, Saturday. One of those two games I'm giving to Forsberg because I don't want him stewing on yeah, that Buffalo agreed. game, especially the way he went out. I don't want him stewing on it too much longer. I'd probably start him in the next game then next Thursday, unless yep. unless it's a spectacular effort. And even then, like you're not going to carry momentum. They've got four full days off after Saturday's game against the Pittsburgh Penguins. We're going to have Mark Mathot on the show, whether it's Monday or Tuesday. Uh, we'll get some Halloween party talk. I believe we've done that before with Meth, but uh, I know he's excited for Halloween this year. And also, uh, now that we're, we're going to be eight games into the season, right? Like we're almost at that first segment. It's like, okay, who, whose stock is where? We'll, we'll take the temperature after that game with, uh, with Meth. We've also got a few feelers out for other interviews next week. So stay tuned. Lots of exciting things planned here on Locked On Senators. Pilsy, huge day today. We did the Patreon episodes. If you want to uh, get more content from them, from us, go check out our Patreon. We do a weekly NHL podcast. We did mailbags. It's very interactive there over on the Patreon. Pilsy, final thoughts on today's show. I don't want to cheapen and water down the must-win category, so we're not going to call this a must-win. But can I call it a can't-lose at the very least? Because if they lose this game, you got a four-game losing streak. And like you mentioned, that's a lot of time to stew on that heading into L.A. And the last thing, it's, you're, a, day, uh, it's a day per loss to stew on it. If they Yeah, lose. honestly, yeah. And, and my apologies to not heading into L.A. L.A. is coming to Ottawa. Um, but, they don't deserve to go to the palm trees. Yeah, yeah, they don't, they don't deserve that vacation. Um, but you do not want to go into November on a four game losing streak and a three to five, three, five record. Like you can't limp into your worst, biggest, scariest month like that. Pilsy, if the senators lose Saturday, I think we see changes. If you're going to do it, look at the schedule. If you're going to do it four days at home before an opponent comes in on the fifth day, Seems like a good time to have a reset. Just saying. Yeah, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there. This is a can't lose game, Ross. It's not a must win. It's a can't lose. And uh, we're going to see some positives here, and we're not going to have to worry about what changes are coming next just yet. Okay. Well, you heard it from Pilsy. My final thoughts, we're still thinking about Eric Branstrom. It was a scary moment in that game Thursday. And we hope that Eric Branstrom is doing all right in good spirits and that he's back on the ice better than ever as soon as possible. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. Have a great weekend, Sens fans. We'll see you after the Senators take on the Penguins in Pittsburgh Saturday night postcast. Bring the vibes. We either vibe or vent on the postcast. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.
Hey Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.